From the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. It's Friday, May 17th, 2019, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studio on the ones and twos, our illustrious engineer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Uh, From Nashville, Tennessee, our senior editor, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, everybody. And joining us from Los Angeles, California, uh, poet, MC. Activists, just all the things, yeah. propaganda sitting in with us for the show today. Wes, Wes, I almost burnt my house down twice today. Oh, oh, oh man, hold on, already. Oh, coming in hot, coming in hot, quite literally, coming in hot. So I was trying, to, I was trying to hurry to get my daughter off to school so I could be back to do this, and so I went to make her some eggs uh, while she got up to go to the bathroom, but I forgot to spray the oil on the pan. Yeah. So the um. fires, the fire alarm is beeping at the same moment that my daughter goes, "Dad, I'm done," because she's ready to get wiped. So I'm like, "Which one of these things do I fix?" Right? Uh, I finally fix it. She eats. I come back. I'm in a hurry to try to make some coffee. And while the water is boiling, I go to grab the coffee filters, but I knock them off the shelf, and then they fall under in the stove under the thing right next to the open flame all my coffee filters catch on fire and i'm like oh my god oh my god right so and then the question is what do i save do i turn off the boiling water because yeah. i really need the water to stay hot right now so i can make my coffee and be ready in time for the thing or do i run the risk of burning the house down I, so prop i gotta tell you i feel like this i've seen this exact same cold opening on an episode of the King of Queens, or according to Jim, I'm no, pretty I, sure that was I'm a cold open. Hey, this <laughs> is like that. This falls, is that yeah. gif of the dog sitting at the table with his cup yeah. of coffee as the exactly house burns around him, and he just mm-hmm. says, "It's fine." Prop exactly throws the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was getting a little more of a Final Destination vibe. Like this is how Prop <laughs> dies. Like a, a weird sequence of events that just like like the thing catches on fire and you dodge that, but yeah. then the boiling water and you're like tripping through the house. Yeah, and, and, and the support is a very morbid. Yeah, yeah. The support beam falls and like a butter knife comes flying through the air, gets you right on yeah. top of the head, like a rude Goldberg machine of yeah, yes, of of hilarious means of death. I I can yeah. see it. Well, yeah. so, I mean, speaking of death, this is a big day. We're recording this podcast on Thursday, the Friday episode. It's on Thursday. Because on Friday, Prop, Jesse, myself, and some other friends are all going to Montana. So I said, That's speaking right. of death, because there's lots of guns and stuff in Montana. There are yeah. guns. There are fireworks. There's illegal fireworks. That's right. There's illegal fireworks and a ton of white people. So. <laughs> elephant, elephant in the room here. Elephant in the room. Yeah. I am, I'm not going to... I'm the one person on this podcast <laughs> who has not been... And I don't know. And I don't, and I don't ask. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not... It's, I, I don't need to... I don't need to be affirmed. I'm secure. I'm kind of thinking maybe it's an insecurity thing on y'all's part because you know it's so manly that you would be just you would be you'd be easily trumped by my superior sort of alpha male tired of uh, like i got uh, friends wherewithal. i got friends <laughs> yeah 
I'm kind of doing my own thing. Me and my friends are doing our own thing, actually. So I don't even. I can go. It's kind of a designated survivor situation, Tyler. Because inevitably, one of these years, all of us will be in a horrific end, and they'll find us at the bottom of the Bighorn River, tied to a bundle of illegal fireworks, and someone has to carry on back home. Well, I mean, speaking of props, like fire mishap last year. I almost lit Montana on fire. Well, I kind of yeah. did light Montana on fire, but it was contained. Yeah. I mean, it's a very real risk. It's a very real. It's thing. the picture of it's the living and breathing law of diminishing your returns. Yeah. You just you get a firework, but then you're like, well, what if I put that firework in a propane tank? And then what if I put that firework <laughs> in a propane tank in a dryer and light it on fire with a gun? So, so my my issue was we were we stopped. Uh, we were floating down the river. It was a nice, cool day. the The river was icy cold. We were we were kind of fishing for trout, but kind of mainly just hanging out and floating. So we stopped for we pull over for lunch and we lit a fire on the bank of the river. It's lovely. Everybody's just hanging out, eating, eating our sandwiches. <laughs> and we had the way you, you the way you light a fire quickly is you get the logs. But then you just have like a water bottle full of gas and you soak the logs. What? Yeah. And then you throw a flame God's on God's country, it. you put yeah. gasoline in water bottles. You don't need yeah. certain yeah. containers. So then, you know, yeah. you just, you throw a match on it, boom, instant, great fire. You're off to the races. The problem was it didn't quite catch. So it was going some, but I decided to get a little ambitious. I take the water bottle of gas and kind of squirt a little bit more on there. Problem oh, is the gas the the gas coming out of the water bottle caught on fire. It shoots up the stream to the <laughs> bottle, catches the bottle that's in my hand on fire. So I instinctually throw it, which sprays flaming <laughs> gasoline all over the banks of the river. It's I then tumble down the hill into well, the Lord. icy river, almost which swept away. Almost catches my waders, which would have swept me down the river. I I cling to the shore. I didn't sw- I didn't float away, but the shore is on fire and the water starts to burn because well, of the gas. And, and had you been swept away, there's nothing we could do because there's a wall of fire Flame between between, between, between and you and everyone. There's just simply <laughs> nothing we can do. It's just the way of nature at that point. Yeah, it's natural uh, selection at yeah. that point. And I, a, so there was a whole there was a whole family of just like Native Americans looking at these fools, just shaking their heads like, well. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. 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 The, the the like nineteen year old fishing guide gave Cameron a look. It was the look uh, that like a a burned out thirty five year old youth pastor gives to a fourteen a, a, a year old who just said something wildly inappropriate in the back of the church van. That's the look. That's the look that the nineteen year old guide gave Cameron. It wasn't so much the kid was angry; he was just very disappointed in Cameron. <laughs> yes, and then word got back to the rest of the group, and I'm not allowed to set the fires anymore. So. Yeah, Cameron. Cameron's not allowed near fire. Where uh, a prop, I, you were with us a few years ago when we stumbled upon arguably the world's greatest firework place. Oh yeah, that was the, the most shady. amazing experience. I of can't my believe life. this. I want to go, Jesse. Will you take me this weekend? I, I will, want to see this place for myself. I will gladly take you. Oh, because, you didn't go. I didn't yeah, go. I want. It literally had a dungeon in there. It had. I remember we were walking down the stairs into this guy's homemade. This it it was like. He you was like write the, a script. Yeah, he was like the Walt White of uh, fireworks. You know what I mean? Like he had this underground base where he was just concocting. Willy Wonka, only not lovable. 
like yeah just just terrifying like he asked us to go outside where so he so we could watch him test a few things and i don't think he was asking it was just like okay i need for some reason he seemed like a very lonely individual it was just clearly lived in the back he clearly (laughs) we're telling this story terribly yeah i would say didn't you say when you first walked in it was like he was surprised that somebody came to the store hey 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 uh you know and then he's like he's trying to feel us out for a little bit while we're just kind of you know milling around the store where it yeah. looked like everything on display was only one item deep like clearly like a facade <laughs> you know and then yeah. that's when he offered to take us downstairs to show us the real stuff he's been working on and so yeah. i mean we're not going to turn that down and, and it is no. like it is like a dungeon under there that he dug out and that i i have a, a prop i think you're right like i think he sleeps down there on a cot and his only yeah. friends in the world are homemade concussion grenades that he yes. toils away on you know yes he clearly was waking up from a nap like you live in the back <laughs> you got up from a nap it was like you guys want to see the real stuff yeah so, it was so yeah. like when he like blowing up appliances or something no, back there his his friend no, that was his buddy telling war stories his friend oh. showed up and yes. uh his friend uh, you know looked like the type of guy who the, the 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 pinnacle of his existence is finding appliances to jam with fireworks and blow up in open fields, <laughs> and, and and he was he was like you know this is this one I call about a three refrigerator because yeah. you put it in the middle two on the side it'll take all three out like no. that was his measure of how uh, you know wasn't like gunpowder those are bombs those are just yes, that bombs. sounds like that's a weapon he's, yeah. he's making IEDs he he this is dude, literally making IEDs this yeah. dude absolutely unequivocally won. 100% was a roadie for ACDC's Europe tour in the 80s. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like if it's like if the big if like Lebow- the dude like the big yeah. Lebowski was also a pyromaniac and lived underneath a fireworks stand yeah. off the highway in Montana. That's yeah. pretty much decided, this guy's existence. Yeah, he decided after his fifth wife that he's just like, you know, I'm just going <laughs> to I'm just going to live embrace, in a trailer in Montana. It's, it's not worth the hassle at this it's not worth yeah, it. I'm just, yeah. this, now this he's got an old lady. That's what he calls his girl now, his old lady. <laughs> <laughs> and ironically, she is an elderly woman. And yes. <laughs> this guy's probably old enough for Probably followed the bus of the ACDC tour in the 80s. Yeah. 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 So, well, it's, I'm excited to see you guys. It's going to be an early morning flight to get out to Montana, but yes. it's always a yeah. highlight of the year. It's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we have a great show in store for you guys today. Uh, coming up later... We talked to, is it, man, this is just a dude episode. Ben Higgins, the bachelor, is joining us. Uh, the, for, the former bachelor and bachelorette star discusses the role Faith plays in his life and how he's using his platform now to make a difference. So there you go. Ben Higgins is coming up. Yeah. Well the, well, the, well, the bachelorette just started back up. Are you guys, are you guys watching? No. <sighs> I mean, Cameron I, is. I, I, Cameron I try, is. I, I dabbled. All right. It's a hard. No, no. you want. Yeah, just embrace what? it. Be like, the, be like the guy you were just talking about, the bomb maker. Embrace yeah. the inevitable. <laughs> lean into your vibe. The tough thing about that franchise. This is for the me, life you have chosen, Cameron. <laughs> the t- like I want. I just you know voyeuristically, I'm I'm interested in passing. Right. The problem with the show is you can't just like watch a little because they space it out so much. It's like over a two-hour episode, there was maybe 17 minutes of content. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's all recaps. It's all crowd. I, it's, See, that's what I can't do. That's why I'm like, yeah. all right. It's horrible. Life is, life is short. 
Yeah. I mean, I had a clicker in my hand. I was fast forwarding. It was like all I was doing was fast forwarding. You so, know? But, so but, like, but your problem isn't with the premise or the content. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's with no, the format. No, it's with yeah. the format. Those no, 17 no, no, no. minutes are gold. <laughs> no. But <laughs> listen, it's a car wreck on the side of the road, right? But like you're in traffic uh, for like three hours waiting for that payoff to see actually what went down. This has got to be huge. And then it's just like a fender bender. It's just like, this is nothing. It's just, yeah. I don't even you, care. You guys, I don't even care. Hey, you guys want to see a show purposefully deny, purposely de- defined and is the definition of objectification of each other. Right. Yeah. Here's what I like about the Watch reality this. TV show. Build. I kind of admire the producers and editors, right? Because yeah. like before every commercial break, it's the, the same thing. It's like, coming up on The Bachelor. And then all it is is like, it's cut shots to reactions of, pe- of like contestants gasping. And then you yeah. hear like a glass breaking off screen and then it goes dark. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You know, goes black, glass breaking to commercial. You got to hear what it is. It's a brilliant. I mean, it's brilliant. Keeps you. It's like yeah. they, they, they kept a, a, a whole, like millions of people watching under the promise of one thing. You're the payoff of you watching this show all year is going to see one guy jumping a fence. Like that's it. They, they they got they got millions of people to watch on on the the, the lamest payoff ever. Tyler, you, you're not a fan of this at all. I can't. I I don't think I've ever. I watched uh back, back when our friend Brady Toops was on. I Toops. watched the I watched the duration of his uh his pretty short honestly time on that. So I that was that was the most I've ever gotten into it. Yeah, I never got into it until like literally like last year. Like I, I think I watched it for the first time last year. So I'm, to me, it's still new and painful. You know, I haven't like drank the Kool Aid of it. I, I told Cameron, here's the extent of my reality TV watching lately, and <laughs> I have no horrible. shame in this. This is horrible. He makes oh. hey, validly he makes fun of me that my go to <laughs> evening watching to turn my mind off, get the laptop out, put the feet up, is Bravo stuff where like yeah. the the housewives are yelling at each other and stuff like that. That's my yeah. go-to, you know? Okay. You got yeah. your Vanderpumps and things like that, okay? <laughs> I get it. I get it. Make fun of me all day long. That's fine. We were talking about this yesterday because that's how I turn my brain off. <laughs> he goes, the only two reality shows I watch are what, Jesse? Are Botched, which is about botched plastic surgeries and correcting them. <laughs> And oh Dr. Pimple Popper. Now, I was OG Wait, Pimple Popper. Oh, man. So Dr. Pimple Popper came to fame because, <laughs> dude, I don't, this is, this is going to go down a horrible rabbit hole, but I feel like, I feel like this is a part of culture that needs to be excavated because <laughs> for, for Dr. Pimple Popper became famous for her Instagram account where it was, it was, she's an actual like dermatologist who specializes <laughs> in like, you know, handling gigantic zits. And her Instagram feed used to be the, just the stuff people want on the internet, which is a lot of ingrown hair videos, a lot of, a lot of like zit popping, things like that. But th- when she got yeah. the TV deal, when she got the TV deal, it is all now gigantic cyst that mm. it, it is horrible. But nope. I still can't. I still cannot nope. not watch it. Like when I, you see sure you when I, you see a guy. You think the anticipation for some guy jumping over a fence is 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 like intense. Imagine the anticipation when at the beginning of the episode a guy walks into her office and it looks like he's got a softball between the eyebrows. And no. you're gonna get and the payoff, I know by the end of the episode, I'm watching that softball get popped. And the, you know, uh, I don't have to wait a whole no. season for it. I'd rather it. die. 
I could never, I could never watch that. Sounds interesting no, to me. No, you've tried to do this before, Jesse. You've tried to sell me on this, and it's like you're. It's I, the the enthusiasm in your tone makes me think I should be getting excited, no. but the words you're saying are like you're trying to warn me against it. I don't understand. There's this cognitive dissonance between you and your enthusiasm. Like Tyler, what you have to understand about Jesse is he enjoys the things that make you cringe and the horrible, oh, most awkward. Unbelievable! I can't handle this moments, including in comedy. His favorite episode of The Office is Scott's Tots. It really it's is. I can get on board with that. No. Like, Jesse introduced me to Nathan for you, which I think is like the funniest thing I've ever seen in my yes. entire life on TV. But but I cannot. But but Doctor Pimple Bust, whatever we're talking. I am I positive. I am positive. There are certain things that I've spent my entire life trying to avoid, even in yeah. my own life. Yeah. A lot of those things have to do with bodily discharge. Right. I just, all of that stuff yeah. is like, that's yeah. whatever I can, how yeah. I can mitigate any experience yeah. having to do with bodily discharge. Why? Listen, for my own entertainment, what I watch, what I watch somebody mm-hmm. else's. No. It's yeah, ed- one. No it's thing. educational. Two. No, it's it the is real not. World. Wake up, people. <laughs> Ignorance Wake is up. bliss. Wake up. Some people live with giant zits that need to be popped and, and they to need be to televised. Live, they should live with them. <laughs> no, here's fine. my thing. You here's know what? My, it's fine. I just want to watch it. No, here's right. here's my thing, man. I like shows that burn hot and fast. Like shows that <laughs> you watch for like a year, and you're like, okay, I've, I've literally seen this enough. Like Billy the Exterminator. Store. I was on a huge storage wars kick. Chandler knows about preppers. Me and Chandler. Yeah, man. Chandler's went down a preppers rabbit hole recently. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> yeah, those are the type of shows like they don't it's it, it just that you're expanding your horizons. You're meeting. I'll say this. You're meeting people through these shows. You're not going to meet anywhere else on TV. True. It's it's real. They're in jail. <laughs> Most of them are going to prison. <laughs> Pimple Popper's a doctor, Tyler, a doctor. OK, Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah, doctors to you, go to jail, sir. man. That- <laughs> Great power comes great response. Uh, you can't I'm just saying, hey, if 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 this wasn't like this is a very collaborative show, and when right, we book yes. guests and we plan it, you know, right. everyone's involved. If this were just me running the show, right, Pimple Popper be on. She'd be sitting in. Yeah, you wouldn't several. be having you wouldn't be having the nationally known Ben Higgins uh, representing <laughs> reality TV. Well, you, you also would... wouldn't get Tyler Huckabee on the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's your uh, uh, video podcast offshoot, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> the video cast, the Jesse cast. Oh, oh. It's little, only on little only on Twitch. Greatest hit countdown. Yeah, moving the show along. It's time for. It's the hottest. The hottest. It's sizzling. Prop, you're a professional baby. musician. What do you think about that jingle option? Oh man, it's smooth with a side <laughs> of bacon. Hey, you. See, he, get, he gets back. it. He gets it. Prop knows. Prop Ham knows. Ham coming at you. Mm. A true artist. A true art game recognized game on this podcast. Chandler made uh, five options for us, and that's the one somehow that the audience voted yeah. for. Oh man. Somehow. Our audience has taste. Going yeah, in number exactly. five this week on the hot list. Uh, this week, Lecrae and some of his fellow Reach Records label mates visited a prison to remind the inmates about God's love. Um, Andy Minio, Tadashi, What Up RG uh, all joined Lecrae to meet with representatives from Prison Fellowship at Texas's Carol S. Vance Unit Prison to hear inmates' stories and give them hope for the future. 
As the organization explains, Prison Fellowship is working with talented people in entertainment and restorative programs to bring awareness to the 2.2 million people behind bars in America today and bring attention to the need for transformation and restoration in our nation's prisons and jails, our justice system, and our communities. Here's a clip from a video highlight from the trip uh, in which Lecrae explains why the cause is so important to him. I don't know. It's almost like I'm connecting with people uh, that society has forgotten about. So for me, it's a passion. You know, there's a, a community that I feel connected to that just is in prison. I grew up visiting my uncles in prison and my, my dad was in and out of you know jail. And so for me, I guess it's realizing these are people. You know what I mean? These are people that need love and need encouragement and and um, that the world kind of forgets about. God still loves them, so so do I. I, I watched the, the, it's like a 10 minute video of their trip, um, which was really moving. But I don't know if you guys watch it, but there was an extended segment where Lecrae decides to play basketball with them. And yeah. Lecrae is a very large person. Six and four. How, how tall do you think he is? He's six four. Six, six four. These guys, these people are in prison, okay? They, yeah. they, they, these guys are there to witness to them and to minister to them and to help them. Right. Lecrae is out there dominating these cats on the basketball court. <laughs> like, they didn't stand a chance. Lecrae's the biggest guy out there, and he's straight up taking these cats in the post, no mercy. Yeah. Like, all the ministry that they did was undead <laughs> by, by him demoralizing people on the block. <laughs> like, here's, he was... Here's, and here's the reality. I've toured with these with everybody in that video. I've toured with them yeah. a number of times. Yeah. Right. Lecrae can hoop. Andy is incredible. Andy's yeah, Andy, an incredible yeah. basketball player. He's yeah. just he's just naturally athletic. Right. We call him Allen Irishman. Like he's amazing. Right. The the ringer is this man, A.T. Right. Who is taller than Lecrae. Right. Number one. And number two, A.T. went to the D League. Like. Oh. So, <laughs> at Uh-oh. yeah. So, at used to run, um, used to run collision records. Him and Lecrae have been best friends forever. They're all in this thing. So, when I'm watching this thing too, I'm like, okay, I like, I can't believe y'all are playing with these men right now. I hope they throw a million bows. Well, because he, that, that's the, the thing. thing is they can hoop, right? And here's the best part: is Lecrae is Lecrae has the best, most ugly basketball game. Like his game is ugly. Listen, okay. I, wa- I watched the video. So effective. I, yeah. Right. Well, well that, that's the thing. He, yeah. Like he, okay. Part of the video is him in j- in prison cells with these guys who yes. are, who are like at the verge of tears talking about when they get out, how their life's going to be changed, how they're going to like reestablish a relationship with his kids. Then Lecrae's out there. He's playing with the body. Okay. He's yeah. not a finesse player. He's a power player. No. <laughs> no. He, he's creating space with his giant arms. He's a fullback. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. He just plowing cats over on the block. Just totally humiliating them. You know, these guys are already in prison. I appreciate what Prison Fellowship was doing, but they edited it like a Lecrae House of Highlights reel. Like it, was, it became, like the video started off as this inspirational justice reform thing, yeah. and it became like a, like a mixtape for, for Lecrae. He's it's just dominating these poor inmates. 
<laughs> so funny. And then, and then, I just want to add on insult to injury. They rub, they rub salt in the wound because I watched the video too. I found it very moving. But it ends the the kicker is a freestyle contest. They they do at the, the very end, and they show some of the inmates who get up there who did a good who did a good job. Like I, they they had some they had some real flow. It was impressive. But the the last one was Andy, who is obviously a phenomenal. Like he's very very yeah. good at what he does, and again just completely bodies the competition. <laughs> <laughs> that he came in there allegedly to minister to and to encourage by reminding them that not only can you not ball as well as us, we are also we are still the real rappers in here. So I have to think that by the time they left, they edited out some very uncomfortable footage of these inmates kind of wishing that Reach had never laid eyes on them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a battle. The part you don't see is the battle, and then when the guys just absolutely decks Andy in the face for like dissing his mom in a prison battle. riot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that ensues. Yeah, one of one of the most uh, insecure moments of my life was a night in Atlanta where I was hanging out with Prop, and we met up with Lecrae, and we walked from like one spot to another spot, and I'm sitting here walking with Prop. What are you, Prop? Six two? Yeah, about six that six two, one six one. Mm-hmm. Coolest dude, you know. Lecrae, six four, built like an Adonis, like a professional athlete. And then I'm dumpy old five eleven me, just trying to keep up with them, you know, just like walking around. <laughs> I clearly did not belong in their clique. It was very, uh, very intense. That was fun. Well, now, well, Cameron, now, now imagine that, except you're in prison for a long time and you're on the basketball court with him and it's being filmed and people on the internet are going to watch it. So that's, that's how these poor guys felt. Yes. And you've been told good news. Good news. You guys fans, uh, you guys fans of Lecrae, friends of the end of it. They're going to come in here. They're going to hang out. It's going to be a fun day. That's yeah, the I wouldn't, I wouldn't play setup. ball with them. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. I, I, I did enjoy, they came through Orlando and uh, at the show, Jonathan Isaac from The Magic came. He's a strong yeah. Christian and stuff. He was there. And I saw that Lecrae after the show posted a picture with Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan Isaac made Lecrae look like he was about 5'5". Five five. Mm. Yeah, it's incredible. Jonathan Isaac, yeah, and sure. his caption was, you're a tall brother. <laughs> Jonathan Isaac <laughs> is over 7'1", but we don't know how tall he is because he won't let the NBA measure him anymore. Because he was when he was a rookie last year, he was 6'11". And like guys like KD... And and him, they don't they were they're wing players. They don't want to be uh, termed a seven footer. Yeah. So like he's still growing, and the Magic know that he's grown two or three inches, but he won't be officially measured again. So he's six eleven. He's standing next to Lecrae, and I swear Lecrae came up to his chest. It was insane. So yeah, I tried to take a picture with Jonathan, and it just didn't work. I was like, there's there's no way we could take a picture. There's no together. lens big enough. Yeah. It's like yeah. I'm I, yeah. it, landscape horizontal. It doesn't matter. It doesn't just matter. Didn't work. There's no lens big enough. Yeah. That I'll just say the last note on if I had to compare, this is for any basketball nerds out there. If I had to compare LeCray's game to a player in the NBA, it'd be a Draymond. Very physical, and you yes. might get your eye poked if it down in the block. Just get out of the way. Just clear it out, you know? And then in all of a sudden, you have no idea how this happened. Lecrae has 35 points. Oh, yeah. Like, when, did, when did you get 35 points between, 35. Yeah, between throwing elbows and running humans over? Very workmanlike down there yes. in the, on the block. You know? He looks like a football player. Is he? Yeah. Does he, he probably plays like a football player. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a fullback. It's mm-hmm. not pretty, yeah. but mm-hmm. you're going to get dunked on. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's like it's like when you see NFL guys in the offseason playing playing hoops at you know the Y or something, just stay in shape. It's not a, it's clearly not their natural game, but they're such a freak athlete and yes. so much bigger than everybody else. They're going to dominate. 
Yeah. That's exactly, exactly what it is. Exactly. That's right. So. All right. We're coming to number four this week on the hot list. Uh, a new TV miniseries is coming. It's going to tell the true story of a pastor who became an infamous bank robber. Iconic filmmaker Stanley Kubrick has been dead for about two decades, but his infamous vault of unfinished projects is still being mined for material. Well, it turns out Kubrick had finished a script for a movie called God-Fearing Man, which tells the true story of Herbert Emerson Wilson, a Canadian minister who turned to a life of safe cracking and became one of the most successful bank robbers in modern history. Wilson wow. wrote his own story in a book titled I Stole $16 Million. That's the <laughs> name of the book. I Stole $16 Million. <laughs> he's a pastor, a so he's honest. Uh, the That's book, a title. The, the book apparently attracted the attention of uh, Kubrick soon after its publication, who adapted the story to a script that he intended to film. He never got around to it, and another attempt to film the story fizzled even after Dexter star Michael C. Hall signed on to star back in 2014. But production on the series starts later this year. That's going to be yeah. crazy. Yeah, I, I stole $16 million. I think it was written from prison. And I think, you know, he this guy, uh, Herbert Emerson Wilson, he's he's pretty old. You know, this script's been around for 20 years. But that didn't stop Lecrae from dunking on him. The man's <laughs> 90 years old. <laughs> and Lecrae just took it to him. Threw an elbow, just, threw a knee, right him. to his rib cage, and just lifted on him. Just right, you know, Oh, you stole $16 million. I'm about to steal your dignity. Boom, and he yeah. just dunks right on him. I stole 16 million buckets. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> what, old man? Think you how do you think you discover a talent for bank robbery? Like, at what point do you realize, does it occur to you, especially in the pastorate, do you realize, like, hey, I've kinda, I'm, I'm kind of good at this. I I, thought, this could I, be a career for me. I'm not going to lie. I've thought about could I get away with it, and I'm abs- I have 100% certainty I could. Like, if I wanted to rob but a s- bank, I could. What? It like, has to be you're standing in line and you're going, and the thought just crosses your mind, the guard didn't even look at me. Like, no one even... Yeah, but but yeah. I could probably just walk out of here because no one's even like. Watch this. So. I could probably just reach into that lady's purse because she's not even thinking about it. You know yeah. what? Next week I'm going to try it. Yeah, you, just, <laughs> you, you know what? Just to prove to yeah. you guys, I'm going to steal sixteen million dollars. Show you, and then uh, I will turn myself in, and I will it's assemble a team of ringers to take on Lecrae and those reach record guys <laughs> inside from the inside the big house. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be a sweet movie too. It's like the longest yard and this bank robbing movie all roll into one. It's the greatest movie ever. <laughs> and it's going to it's going to end with like with a uh, with a with a uh, 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 you know f- what is that the, the Eminem movie the uh eight, eight mile. mile it's eight gonna miles? it's like eight mile longest yard and and god-fearing man rolled into one incredible story and then, and then the final scene is you getting a pimple popped check all the boxes just got a little like little like by little Carter, how i beat Shaq, but you got yeah. this how i beat cray and that you could like put together a good it wouldn't be a good song no. and uh, i think yeah. the the i think Lose the viability yourself. would be limited but <laughs> uh, coming in at number three this week, Social Club Misfits this week uh, released a new collaboration with Crowder. Uh, they said on Twitter that the song Testify is about the power of telling people your story. And as fans of the group know, Social Club Misfits have an incredible story themselves. Uh, before forming the rap duo, Fern was caught up in the world of drugs. And even though his decisions eventually led him um, to prison, his family never left his side. And while he was behind bars, he rediscovered his faith. Since his incarceration, he says his life has never been the same. Here's a clip of Testify. Testify, 
comforts of my home to a Now listen, I, when you guys are listening to this, imagine me behind bars lifting weights, getting ready for the Big Reach Records game. Okay. Yes. This is playing in the back. In the trailer. The montage. In the trailer, I've already robbed the bank. That's set up right. very quickly. Now this is, most of the trailers are workout montage. Chandler, turn this up. I'm lifting weights, okay? I got a picture of Lecrae in my cell and I'm shadow boxing. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's out raining on the prison yard and I'm just yeah. shooting. I'm just practicing my yeah. jump shot in the rain. You guys are picturing it, right? <laughs> While this song is playing, you see, it's going to be really good. In my car, they have uh, like streaming stations on the thing and uh, the new hip hop station, new hip hop now. I put that on last night, and lo and behold, testify by Social Club Misfits. Oh wow! Playing. Yeah, well, there yeah. it is. Good, Good for them. That. It's yep. gonna, and then, like I said, they're on a they're on a soundtrack of the hottest movie of the summer, and so uh, it's <laughs> really stupid. something. A lot of Oscar, a lot of, lot of the buzz. Shadowboxing the poster of Lecrae in your cell. That's the thing. <laughs> That's the one. Testify. <laughs> You know, that's, and it's yeah. not even like, and it's not even like new Lecrae. It's like Jesus music Lecrae. Where it's just like the yeah. big tall T, like it's, bald it's whatever yeah. I can get in there. It's whatever yeah. they can smuggle me in. You know, something that's to motivate prison, me. The prison guard's like shaking his head, like uh, that. That boy doesn't know what he's getting himself nope. into. Yeah. Yeah. You a chance against Lecrae. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out there in the rain, and the warden is looking down on me on the watchtower, just shaking his head. You know, like, oh, this is this is misguided. What's this guy doing? Yeah. He doesn't know. Exactly. He doesn't know. Yeah. He's only 5'11". What does he think? Lecrae's his size? I don't even know. <laughs> what a stupid man. Uh, coming in at number two, Howard Stern this week shared how a cancer scare helped him realize his own narcissism. In an extended interview with The Hollywood Reporter uh, this week, he said that back in 2017, he thought he was going to die. And the experience has allowed him to think about his career in a new light. Um, though a growth in his kidney turned out to be benign, uh, Stern said that before the results came through, he thought about the, quote, mountain of regret he's had in his life. He now says he can't read his old books without being disgusted with his own narcissism, and he wishes he had conducted almost all of his old shock jock interviews in a way that was more compassionate, less, less outrageous, and more service-oriented. Wow. He says that interview with Robin Williams still haunts him. He says, I loved Robin Williams but there I am beating him over the head with explicit questions. I could have had a great conversation, but I'm playing to the audience. They want to hear outrageousness. And that's my arrogance thinking that Robin Williams can't entertain my audience. How stupid am I? He now says the early career antics were fueled by his desire to be the greatest and his desire to knock down anyone who threatened it. He said, uh, I lashed out at anyone and everyone whose career was prospering. I thought I should be at the center of the universe and whenever it seemed like someone else was, I couldn't accept it. Wow, man! I that that was really. I'm not like a big like Howard Stern fan. I'm pretty indifferent about him, you know, his work. But <clears throat> I did not expect that. I did not expect that kind of oh. vulnerability. And that that it was recency. That was 2017 that he kind of had this serious shift in his life. But good for him to be able to, to speak about it like this. You know, I I don't mm. subscribe to XM. I can't. I don't listen to his stuff. Do, do we know? Has he actually like? Has his show actually changed? You know, he really, it really has. Because um, mm. I had, I had noticed a, a change in him. He, he had moved, and I always, I, I think he was always regarded as a, as a gifted conversationalist. But usually, those conversations would move to, to shock jock, extreme, uh, very salacious territory. Yeah. Uh, but there had been a, a marked uh, transition to him being much, much friendlier and much more thoughtful. 
And uh, and I, I just figured, you know, he's getting old. And, and when you get older, you just mellow out a little bit. But apparently there was a real definite turning point for him. And it, it's really cool to see that that, had, that that he had some time to really reflect and made a, a tangible, very definite change in his life. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of time. I mean, a lot of times people have to hit bottom, you know, before they mm-hmm. can turn things around. And, you know, obviously being faced with the prospect of dying is kind of a, uh, what have I done with my life kind of moment, you know, and you get a yeah. second chance. You don't want to waste it. Yeah. That's, that's cool. That, that's, that's, that's actually the slogan for my movie. A second chance. You don't want to waste it. Uh, the, you, you know, don't want to waste it is that, the tagline. That's applying right? to LaCrae. <laughs> second chance. The end, there's second a chance twist. is the name of the movie. There's a big don't twist at the end that even though I'm the one it. in prison for robbing banks, I'm the one who teaches LaCrae a lesson in humility on the basketball court. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's, that's the twist. It's a Shyamalan. This movie's starting to get a little more interesting than I thought it was going to be. In a way, LaCrae's been the one in prison all along. When I was in hubris. It was a pride. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesse, what happens in Second Chance 2 Electric Boogaloo? Second Chance Oh, the sequel? Yeah. Uh, uh that one that one gets a little weird. Um yeah. that one um you know uh, that uh, Cray has found himself inside uh you know behind bars with me and now oh. we must play in a tournament our way out of prison. <laughs> it's there's a lot of holes in it. There's a you know we're still working out some of the details. Well, but he it, wasn't it involves criminal. me he and Cray yeah. in like a 2 on 2 tournament for our a, freedom. Yeah, he this was starting to sound visiting. like a Rocky movie now. Like yeah. all of a sudden, Apollo Creed's the good guy. Second Chance uh-huh. Two, Electric Boogaloo is really weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's sort of it's similar to you know the old '80s trope of movies where you're in some sort of insane sports tournament and the yeah. stakes are preposterously high. It's like the Stallone movie Over the Top, where he's Over a truck driver top. and he must uh, join an arm wrestling tournament in order to win back <laughs> custody of his child. It's kind of like one of those. <laughs> or like Jean-Claude Van Damme is just a random hiker in the Himalayas who gets uh-huh. kidnapped and must complete, you know, uh, compete in a blood sport tournament on the uh, on top of like a, a, a mountain to, yeah. to get his freedom. You know, it's sort of like in that fact. Yeah. You know, yeah. I never thought about any of that until you said it in a sentence it's so crazy like, Those this plots is ridiculous are so nuts. yeah they're yeah. nuts i just wanted to see uh sylvester stallone wrap his fingers around the guy for the for the arm wrestle one finger at a time and then land it yeah so yeah. much power oh yeah, yeah. but you know I mean, like i said he's playing he's arm wrestling for the custody of his child there so the that's stakes ridiculous gonna, me and yeah. Yeah. will be we will be, we will for somehow like yeah. a judge has been like you two boys are going away forever unless you can win your way out and then like <laughs> do, 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 testify now me and four enemies together you know two he's, he's enemies like, i'm like holding his legs thing. while he's doing the sit-ups you yeah. know it's yeah. The, yeah. it's yeah exactly you guys get the picture that seems prime for a remake, and Jesse, if you want to be the one to do it, that's that's fine with me. I, Over the top I, is definitely. This prime is actually for a, a sequel, but we're going to film them back to back at the okay. same time because we yeah. we know the demand for the sequel is going to be so high after the first one. It's kind of like my, Avatar; you've got to shoot all three movies at the same time. I, I, I style, haven't yeah. ruled out making this one seven-hour movie, so you know that's still on the table as well. Possibilities. All right, coming in number one this week on the hot list, Andrew Garfield and Jessica Chastain are going to star in a new biopic about Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. It's based on the documentary called The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and the film is going to tell the story of the iconic televangelist power duo and the scandal that brought down their ministry. Uh, The film's being directed by Michael Showalter, the sketch comedian who recently drew critical acclaim for directing The Big Sick. Uh, There's no word on the release date just yet, but... Uh, I can't believe this is just now getting made. 
You know, I mean, like yeah, I would. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's so salacious and the costumes and I mean, thinking about like that Scorsese. I was thinking about um, the Wolf of Wall Street and all those kind of like eighties period movies and stuff. This is going to slide right in. It's be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the idea of because uh, I I grew up kind of around the the legend of the of the bakers like by the time yeah. I came along they had like the they had risen and fallen it was all over yeah, and I, I mostly when I think of Tammy Faye I think of the the makeup you know I think of the hair yeah. and the the eyelashes and uh, it's hard to admit and but and then you just read the Wikipedia page about the rest of it so seeing that I think that that's like it's it's a good time to remind people that there's a that the Christian Empire. Uh, this is not the first time people have tried to build a Christian empire in America, and it didn't go very well in yeah. the eighties. Yeah. Is he the guy that is he the guy that like did the public confession where he like super cried into the screen and stuff? Was that him? Uh, uh, yeah, he did. Uh, Jimmy or uh, um, Jimmy Swagger did. did. Oh, I mean, Swagger. there's okay. there's a whole bunch of them who cried. Um, but no, yeah, Tam, Jim, Jim Baker and Tammy Faye they they did Heritage USA. When I was in the early mid eighties, I was really little. I remember my parents we went on a vacation to it because they built a christian water park and i remember going and i'm from orlando where we have real theme parks you know and it's just like this random little water park in south carolina near charlotte and it's just like this is not this is not very good i'm sorry did you say a christian water park (laughs) dude his vision what about it is religious his vision for heritage usa was to create a christian community the the scandal so the money scandal that he went to prison for was the Ponzi scheme, pyramid scheme thing of he was selling timeshares to the old people that watched his show, his televangelist show. He would sell timeshares at Heritage USA where they could like come and vacation uh-huh. in a Christian vacation destination. And so the first thing they built was the water park. And then they were going to build all these other things and studios and all this other okay. stuff. And it was just, it all kind of was a house of cards that fell apart before he did more, but the water okay. park got built. It was, yeah, it was crazy. So you had that scandal, the financial scandal, and then you had the, the sexual what, sexual scandal. So you had yeah. dual scandals going on. Dude. And then Tammy Faye was a larger than life figure with all the makeup and stuff and the crying and the mascara. I remember yeah. in the late eighties around when the Simpsons started, you know, those t-shirt shops, I would sell like, you know, like Bart t-shirts. Yeah. I remember yeah. seeing a t-shirt that had all these like, neon color smudges all over the shirt and it said I ran into Tammy Faye at the mall like she ran into <laughs> funny. It's still funny it's still still yeah, funny still the 80s the 80s solid. man yeah. you get joke. away with still stuff plays. like that it reminds me of the third installment of the film I'm working on yeah. where me and Lecrae we, we you know at the end of the second film we play our way out of prison I go on to start a large ministry right. uh, uh, and uh, you know to because I'm so appreciative of my second chance at life Turns out I need a third chance because I embezzle a lot of the money, end up back in prison, this time as an old man, and I end up wow. coaching a prison team to their freedom. It is very inspirational. Second chance shocking. three, cruise control. Cruise <laughs> yeah, control. They, put us, they put us on a large floating prison. And, uh, <laughs> because you escaped from the other one. Yeah, exactly. So it's a floating it's, Alcatraz. Exactly. It can, only, it can only go 50 miles if it goes oh, yeah. over 50 miles. Is, yeah, no man can escape this prison. Yeah. Testify. <laughs> and then, and then it's, you know, it's, it, it turns into a pretty crazy. I, I forge a submarine, a submarine in my cell that takes about fifteen years. And uh, wow, what a story! What a story! So we got, we got, we got, we got uh, second second chance. What was the tagline for second chance? 
You only get one second only, chance a third time. That's the, no, that's no, the no, it's not. No, second chance. You got a second chance. Then you got second chance two, electric boogaloo. And then where you guys join forces. Yeah. Second and chance three. Second chance three, three cruise chance. control. Okay. Another chance. Yet another chance. <laughs> another, a third second chance. That's what the, th- the third one's called. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for. It's the hottest. The hottest. It's sizzling. Flippy Kyla, baby. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stay tuned. Up next, Ben Higgins joins us. The song is Dazed and Amused. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Moses with Cause You Got Me. Well, today's episode is brought to you by Quip. Uh, One of the most important things we do for our health every day is brushing our teeth. Yet most of us don't do it properly. Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. Quip was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. Jesse. Uh, people brush too hard and some electric toothbrushes are too abrasive. So Quip's sensitive sonic vibrations are gentle enough on your gums. Uh, 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes or don't clean evenly. So a built-in little two-minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides, helping guide a full and even clean. And three out of four of us use bristles that are old, worn out, and ineffective. That's why brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months. For just five bucks. That's why I love Quip, and it looks really cool. It's like the Tesla of toothbrushes. Uh, I use it every day, and that's why they're backed by over twenty thousand dental professionals. Quip starts at just twenty five bucks, and if you go to getquip.com/relevant right now, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com/relevant. Well, Ben Higgins is best known for his roles in The Bachelor, uh, The Bachelorette. And last year's Bachelor Winter Games Cruise Control. Though today he's using his platform to make a difference in the lives of people in the developing world. He co-founded Generous Coffee, which helps fund social enterprises and community projects around the world. Our very own Tyler Daswick recently spoke with Ben about Generous and how his faith has informed his life on and off of TV. Welcome, Daz. Hey, everyone. Uh, So tell us about it. Uh, This is one of my straight up favorite interviews that I've done at this wow. job. Uh, ben has such an interesting story. And I think one that I, I think defies a lot of conception about what we think about who goes on reality TV shows and mm. who starts, you know, for purpose companies. Um, right. yeah. So yeah. Uh, you would not expect uh, this, this all these different things to uh, coalesce in one person, but uh, a very very good looking person, <laughs> one devilishly handsome person. <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's the background on this guy. Ben uh, grows up in Warsaw, Indiana, tiny town, best known uh, for being the orthopedic capital of the world. Of course, I, found in my course. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, also yeah. sister city, Warsaw, Poland. No, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I know that. I just, wow. Sure. So, uh, why not? 
So growing up, Ben uh, is going to his community church. He's doing mission trips to Honduras. He's quarterback of the high school football team. Of course he is. He yeah, goes to he college, <laughs> keeps it local, Indiana University, small, tight-knit world. And so you can imagine that uh, coming out of that experience at IU, he moves to Denver and is just selling software. He's got a small little life, but he wants something bigger and a coworker signs him up to be on The Bachelorette. And he gets on the show. And so you can imagine how insane that transition would be growing up in little old Warsaw, Indiana, knowing the same people your whole life, being super well-known, to being thrust on this national, very famous reality TV show. So I asked him about that transition, and here's how he described it. When I went on The Bachelor then, and you want to hear about a show that creates stories, I mean, everybody on that show has a story. They have a powerful story, one that is unique. and and interesting. And so I'm sitting around the room hearing about hearing from all of these amazing people on the bachelorette, all these guys who are good looking and confident and strong. And they're saying, yeah, I've been broken before I've been hurt. You know, I've been hurt before I've, you know, I, I don't know what's next for my life. And I'm sitting there and my world is just getting rocked. Like the peaceful community, the peaceful family that I had always known did not exist you know, that, that wasn't the common denominator in that house when I was on that show. And, um, you know, for me, that was maybe that's why I, I think I said it to you last time is the first time that I think I was truly exposed to the world. Hmm. So something I, I really respect about Ben is he doesn't belittle his time on the show, even though he's pretty removed from the universe. Now he doesn't really, I don't know, man, he keeps coming up. I mean, like every finale, whatever he's there, he pops in, gives advice to the bachelor. Like he keeps, he's, he's sort of a godfather figure. He is. It? He's like the wise one who didn't go weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, so it's like, let's pull him back in. But the distinction is like removed from the world. The bachelor universe has like an inner circle click of people who are doing like the club appearances yeah, and, and like that's on paradise, the meet and, and greets and yeah. showing up on paradise and stuff. Yeah. And you're right. Like Ben is kind of this elder statesman yeah, yeah, yeah. of the world, but his position in relation to like mm-hmm. being in it or being around it, I think the he's, distinction he's is He's in that. it, but not of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there we that's go. The yeah, yeah, yeah. He's such a Christian. Yeah. But I, I, I kind of admire that he still kind of promotes it as this like life enhancing experience. Um, and, and that's invited some controversy to be fair. But um, I, I think that the way he responds to that controversy is, is really interesting. That's something I've talked with him multiple times about before. And, and we've, we've published it at relevantmagazine.com is how he deals with the pain of Christians approaching him and saying, you are not a Christian because you went on this show. Hmm. I do not yeah. believe you are who you say you are because you went on this show. And he says that was one of the hardest things he had to deal with. Yeah. in the aftermath of being the bachelor. Mm. Um, and so when we kind of pressed into that response, um, he, uh, he really processed that in the interview. It was cool. Here's what he said. When I went on that show, I- I'm shocked at some of the response, you know, that we talked about last time, because are we afraid that Jesus isn't somewhere? Like, that's my question to just people out there. Like, are we, are we actually trying to cultivate a climate that acts like Jesus? Are we actually believing that Jesus is present at all times within us, amongst us and between us? Um, if that's the case, then there's no place in this earth that we should be scared to enter into. And there's no place in this earth that we should really be fearful of learning from. 
So oh, have you guys he's ever, nailing it. Yeah, he's he's nailing it. Have you? Yeah. Uh, I, I promise this is gonna create a through line. Have y'all seen the Pixar movie Ratatouille? Of course. Oh yes, yes. classic. One of yes. the greats. Yeah. A rat has no place in the kitchen. So <laughs> get out of here. Is the so, point? So, I'm already seeing the youth pastor tie in. Yeah. Ratatouille has this key line that says, not everyone can be a great artist, but great art can come from anywhere. And through my time at Relevant, I've kind of built up this Ratatouille theory of Jesus and popular culture. Mm-hmm. Not everything in culture is Jesus, but Jesus can appear anywhere in culture. And I think that's exactly what Ben is talking about. You saw about. this week's Dr. Pimple Popper, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> he's actually, you know what's crazy is like he's actually articulating a lot of my experiences as a hip hop artist and a believer in the sense of like, hey, why are you touring with this person? Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Who, why are you do a song with this person? Why are you on this stage? And I found it sounds like he's I found what he's found where it's like you have this romanticized picture of where your persecution's going to come from. Like it's going to come from the world, and this and, you know, the world hates you because they held Jesus. And the hardest heat and vile words I've ever gotten are from other Christians, you know, who all just disapprove with how I see the world, the turns I'm making, the choices I'm making. And it's like, I'm having the same experience he's having where I'm like, I'm seeing beauty and flourishing and, and the fingerprints of the father in all these environments that all of y'all tell me I'm not supposed to be in, you know? So I'm like, yeah, yo, yeah. yo man, good on you, homie. Cause that's, ex- that's exactly what I experienced. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And, and I think it makes it so much more powerful when you are in a position like that and you leverage it to make a really positive change. And and that's exactly what he's doing with his company, Generous Coffee. So, I mean, we talked about kind of the typical uh, post-bachelor life where you're doing, you know, club appearances and earning those like five-figure fees to show up at a nightclub and have a little VIP booth. But Ben goes and co-founds this for purpose company. And uh, so Generous Coffee, it's this coffee company and all their proceeds go to nonprofits. And one of them is this uh, uh, company, Humanity and Hope United, which is uh, working towards sustainable change in Honduras, where he did those mission trips growing up. It's all full circle. It's really cool. Um, And he's the CEO. It's his full-time gig. He doesn't make any money off of it, but it's what he puts most of his time into. And so I asked him, why do you commit to go fighting poverty when there's all these perks of celebrity right in front of you? And here's what he said. For me, uh, in my life, uh, the, the sector I'm going to stay in is uh, human services. And the, the solution we're trying to solve is that it's, it's fighting human injustice. And that's poverty and that's sex trafficking. It's the things that um, just make anybody feel less than. Uh, it's not just not an option. And, and I think, uh, it's also comes from like this cool little passage that we skip over a lot, uh, where Jesus says like the desire is to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth today. Now, whatever you believe the kingdom of heaven is and however you believe that's coming to earth and whatever, uh, I would like to believe that we have a peace in that and that we are called to cultivate and to, to be a part of this world and to try to bring the kingdom here as well. And, I want to be a part of that. It probably, I mean, if anything, it makes me feel like I'm doing something. How cool that this like small town guy uh, had this 
kind of global perspective shift through a reality TV show. And now on, on the other side of it has this mission motivated by his faith. Did you ask him about his dating life? Uh, I was told a little bit about his dating life. That is really amazing though. He sounds so like, like legitimate and grounded. And, Dude, he is the real deal. Yeah. He's the real deal. Um, I, the, our last clip, um, I asked him to reflect a little bit on kind of the, the highs and lows of his fame. I mean, he's, he's felt the temptations that come with it for sure, but uh, has also earned a lot of super valuable perspective from it. Uh, so I asked him how he views kind of his journey from reality TV star to advocate against poverty. And here's what he said. I would say I'm really proud of how hard I've tried um, to do the right thing. I, I really am proud that I haven't lost that gut check. Um, dope. The, the, that I, still things come into my life and I say, I can't do that. Cause it's not right. I'm proud of that. I, I'm proud of the fact that through all this craziness, um, I've caused scars and wounds to people. I know I have, it's, it's almost inevitable, but those, those wounds and those scars were not intentional. Um, I never became too big. I never became too big to not care about people or even believe that I was too big to care about people. And, uh, and I'm proud of that. I, I really am. I, I feel like I care a ton still. Um, and I was worried I was going to lose that. Sometimes you hear something good, in an man. interview that sticks. And when he said, I never believed I was too big to care about people, like, man, that's that's awesome. That's what it's about. Yeah, yeah that's super yeah. cool. Yeah, I like this guy. Yeah, yeah. I was say, <laughs> what's, yeah that's what's a great show. That's a, yeah. what's this TV <laughs> show again now? Now, now, Daz, before uh, uh, real quick, man, is there a like like a website or maybe even like a, a publication you can hold in your hands where you can read more of this fascinating story? <laughs> with that? You, know, you know, Jesse, I'm I'm glad you asked because you can pick up. <laughs> This magazine called Relevant, issue 99, 99, and read a full profile of Ben Higgins in it yeah. right now. Hey, it's available at newsstands nationwide. Uh, also, you can subscribe to Relevant and get it. I am subscribing to you. today. Nice. Yeah. That's what I oh. for the third time. <laughs> and uh, and if you want to see that that article that Daz wrote, uh, check it out at relevantmagazine.com. Well, thanks, Daz. It was hey, awesome, man. Thank you. Thanks, this Daz. is fun. Daz, great All work, right. man. Thanks, buddy. Uh, stay All right, tuned. Daz effects. Up next <laughs> is your feedback. When you think about living life on mission, you might imagine people who dedicate their lives to living abroad and spreading the gospel. But in reality, living on mission just means partnering with Jesus here and now, wherever you are, to love people well with the skills he gave you. That's why Saddleback Church created the Made for Mission Conference. This October, join others passionate about making a difference in the world at Saddleback Church in Southern California to get the tools and training you need to make a difference right where you are. At the Made for Mission conference, you'll unleash your life's mission, learn practical skills to serve, and find out how to turn your church into a hub for change. Hear from speakers like Pastor Rick Warren, Brian Fickert, David Garrison, and many more. There are even opportunities for hands-on ministry training for issues like human trafficking, the opioid crisis, orphan care, racism, refugees, poverty, global health, church planting, and more. 
The Made for Mission Conference takes place October 1st through 3rd, 2019 in Lake Forest, California at Saddleback Church. Learn more and get your tickets today by visiting madeformission.church. That's madeformission.church. Use offer code RELEVANT to save $25. Sometimes I just need a little help. Why do I try to take the world on by myself? I'm asking you please a little help. Tell me you'll be there when I need somebody else. I need help. You're listening to Fits in the Tantrums. As long as I need help, don't we all? All right, it is time for your feedback. All right, last week, last Friday on the show, we asked you... Okay, so we got talking about Weird Al Yankovic songs for some reason, and Liz Bohannon was joining us, and she said she did... She she confessed to all of you. She did not intend to do this. She admitted that when she was 11, she wrote a Christian version of uh, Ace of Bass's song, I Saw the Sign, and I think it was... What were her lyrics? It was, I saw the word. I saw, I saw the light. I saw maybe? the light, something like that. She made a Christian no, I version heard of the an word. Ace. word. It was, yeah, I that's heard right. the I word. Heard the word. Oh gosh, that's and right. she had choreography yeah. and everything. It got us thinking, have you guys ever written Christian lyrics Good Lord. to every, every a single one mainstream song? And apparently, every one of you have done this. There were so many replies. <laughs> I've never done this. I had no clue that this okay. was a thing. That okay, like, let me let y'all into California. Please do urban reach yeah, outreach yeah. culture. Okay. Yes, I, now, I didn't know this happened. I didn't yeah. know this happened yeah. that y'all had this. This was coming up for the feedback, right? But there was a ministry called the Set Free Posse. Okay, it was totally for like just hood black and brown kids uh they would post up at venice beach they had like break dancers they had a whole rap crew called the set free posse right it was set free ministries they were all just like these cholos and hood kids they would make mixtapes of all the top 20 songs on the radio and this whole crew would redo them with christian lyrics and Mm. you could buy the album, I remember Let's Dance, Let's Dance, Christian Active, right? The Lighter Shade of Brown song. I oh, remember, yeah. you know, we were chilling in the park, just waiting for the outreach to start <laughs> on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. It was a Sunday <laughs> afternoon song. How is that legal? Whole, They're selling Whole them? ministry. Hey, no, I, you give them away. I'm here for it. Yeah, listen, if there's anything that- Whole uh, ministry built on it. Yeah, I was going to say, if there's anything that a breadcrumb and fish t-shirt taught us, that y- yeah. y- copyright is, is you know, y- you can skate nothing. by. See, if Jesse, you have- see Jesse that, that was your hubris, and then it got you landed in jail. And then, but, then I ended up in the world's in, largest floating prison. <laughs> <laughs> for, for stealing music and rewriting it with Christian lyrics. This summer. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Second you did a Christian three. version right. of a Lecrae uh-huh. song. Yeah. Oh, oh so he's oh. your mortal. He sent you away. He sent me he's away. The one that, we yeah, were rivals, yeah, then friends, he was like, then rivals again. And now he was I like, have the to, song's already Christian. And then I the have to escape the floating prison, which is a crew out of control cruise ship and then escape and then exact my revenge on for on lecrae for th- putting me behind bars which i will do on the basketball court now mind <laughs> yes. you by this point in the trilogy yeah both lecrae and i are over 80 years old and so it's it's not quite as exciting <laughs> as a game of early on but uh i i like the plot there hey before we dig into feedback generally i sent you another clip do you have that one real quick man yeah do you want me to play it 
Yeah, but I, 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 I want to dig into these, but I stumbled on one of these. And I listen, I've listened to a lot of these Christian parodies uh, over the years. I've assembled listicles of them. I've yeah. just, for my own wow. curiosity, done deep dives. And I want to, I want to read what the listener sent us, but I found a real gem. Uh, the other day, uh, this looks like it took place on the stage at a, on the ch- at the church, maybe a talent show or something. Maybe it was like the offering was going around. Uh, I'm not going to do too much introduction, Chandler. Let's play just a couple seconds of this, and then we can go to to what the listeners sent. Like it already. Open your Bible and listen. Yeah. Pastor Frank is about to start preaching. The Holy Spirit will grab a hold of me tightly. Pouring blessings over me daily and nightly. Uh. He won't ever stop. Oh, I know. Seek him always and you'll grow. Uh. At the foot of the cross, I take off my sandals. Ooh. Giving him my burdens and the rest he can handle. Oh. Oh. That's a fire bar right there. <laughs> oh my God. Wow, let's keep playing it. Frank. <laughs> I can't tell what the chorus is going to be. Nothing. No chorus. They They got it on the chorus. They're spitting fire. Oh, here it is. Christ, Christ, baby. Is it Christ? Jesus Christ, baby. It's Christ, 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 baby. First two. Come on. Made me. I think think it's Jesus Christ, made me. That makes sense. Made me. All right. Uh, You guys. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about. When y'all were younger, you took a Christian song or a secular song and did Christian lyrics on it. Jesse, you got in jail because you took a Christian Lecrae song and put secular lyrics on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that. That's right. Yeah. And uh, he sent me, like I said, to the world's largest floating prison. Yes. So floating prison. Cruise end control. Of the trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Second chance three, cruise control. All so, right, you guys, uh, here's one. Uh, Angela wrote in. She said, my friend. She said, my friend. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Angela. Yeah, Angela. Angela. Yeah. <laughs> my friend changed the Spice Girls wannabe to, if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my God. No. Oh, no. 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 It's what? still weird no. they kept lover in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? lover. That's what's yeah. up with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, That's not the word we were concerned about. <laughs> yeah. L- Logan, Logan, <laughs> and we were talking about this before you got on. Uh, this is uh, uh prop. I want to hear your, because I'm going to, they actually provided the lyrics and I'm going to okay. perform it. Uh, right okay. now, live, cool. no rehearsal for the banger. I'm send you back to prison. For, <laughs> yeah, exactly. For the right, banger for that Logan says his fiance Shelby, her brother and cousin, mm. uh, uh, created. It's an old time okay. road. It's an old town road remix. Okay. Okay. Here we go. I got my hymnals in the back. King James in my lap. Communion Uh, in my hand and a preacher on the stand. Careful not to tease. Got a skirt down to my knees. Open (laughs) the Bible first. The Ecclesiastes. I love it. Prop, what are your thoughts? First about my MC skills. Second about those lyrics. First of all, your timing's impeccable. So I can't, <laughs> can't really take, take that from you. Uh, the skirt to your knees. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's, that's that, where that it's turned at. the corner to be like, okay, wait, he rapping, rapping. The truth hurts. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 yeah, yeah. that's dumb. Uh, Perry said, I'm embarrassed to say it, but when I was a youth pastor, I once wrote some lyrics for John Mayer's Your Body is a Wonderland. Yeah. As the Bible is a wonderland. Oh, <laughs> thankfully, no. oh, that's, thankfully that's, I don't remember most good. of it. Yeah, we actually had two. We had two. Your your body is a wonderland entries because Zach said he he went with your body is the wonder bread. 
Uh, what we got we yeah at the moment, we got the afternoon we got this chapel book doesn't rhyme <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a miss that's a miss but i like wonder bread better than your bible is a wonder no, no, because he's talking about the sacraments there he says yeah, yeah. yeah he says one pair of chaplains and some mini wine cups your body is the wonder bread yeah your body jesus oh, yeah. bread. it feels, it feels that's a little absolutely brilliant I just think that's brilliant. <laughs> it's going to land him in jail, but it's brilliant. Yeah, he's going to jail. John Mayer, Jesse. famously litigious. Uh, John Mayer's coming. Gonna... Yeah, apparently he's liturgical. Yeah. Uh, Juan said um, he, the furthest he went was the doors. He said, "Come on, spirit, light my fire." Mm. Come on, spirit, light my fire. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he said, uh, "There was a '90s Christian parody band called Apologetics, apparently." And he says. Uh, uh, I instead of I love rock and roll, they had I love Romans Road, and <laughs> oh, no. uh, instead of Slim Shady, oh. it was real oh. real sin savior. Oh, instead of the real Slim no. Shady, yeah. So yeah. Justine, Justine seems like when she was in four there, she had a heart of gold because she said that she got convicted uh, when she had to sing Santa Claus is coming to town. So when mm. she sang it, she said, "You better watch out. You better not cry. Better not pout. I'm telling you why. Jesus Christ." Is coming to town. Hashtag, hashtag, he sees you when you're sleeping. Most of the lyrics to that song still work for like kind of a creepy Jesus, but it still works. Yeah, that's Jesus is haunting. Yeah. Yeah. Breaks in your house. Uh, Tony said, you can tell what, you can tell what era Tony grew up in. <laughs> like the, the, all the song parodies he's did were, are like nine or late nineties alt rock. Um, like now that's what I call music 25 with like blink One Eight Two yes. on the cover. Uh, Tony says he's done a number of, uh, Christian parody pop songs. Um, but all of, but for some reason he replaced the following songs. He made the lyrics to amazing grace fit to the songs blister in the sun smells like teen spirit Brain Stew, the Green Day song, and of course, the Stone Temple Pilots classic, Interstate Love Song. I don't know how he did it, but I would like to yeah, hear any of those. You know? He has to send those in. There's no other way around that. You have to record oh, those yeah, and send those in. I would be happy to. I think we discussed, yeah. that, discussed this last yeah, week. Yeah, people should uh, have sent us some of the clips. If you have, yeah. if you have, if it's on he, YouTube or on your phone or something he, like here's that. Here's the thing. Whoa, I don't think most it. people have physical evidence of these existing anymore. I, if they're smart. Yeah. Unless you were part of the set free posse. Unless you were legally selling them. You can purchase yeah. it. Yeah. I, when, I was at, when I was at college, uh, I did a performance in front of the whole, in front of everybody. This was, this was college. We were adults. Like legally, we could vote when this happened, oh, and uh, and a guy went on stage with back with background backup dancers. He he was up front. The ladies were behind him, and he did. It's getting hot in here, so let's just praise the Lord with choreography <laughs> behind it. It was what? very. It was yeah. Well, it why would you praise because it's getting hot? Is it a yeah. Shadrach Meshach and the, the conditional, thing? Yeah, I don't know what the causal relationship between the two. Yeah. the song didn't get into it. Yeah, hmm. you're, it, you're, it has to be a Shadrach Meshach and Abednego. Fire, a lot to Ooh, that's actually a good that's a good one Cameron. It's getting hot Dang. in here yeah it, i don't think they did totally i don't think they you've the already thought about this harder than they did <laughs> <laughs> i know we had a general practice Clearly. of taking whatever whatever r&b love song was and just saying that's for my wife that's for my wife <laughs> oh sure that way you could talk about her however you wanted you could be yeah you could be singing boy yeah you're basically going song solomon up there you're talking about your wife you can literally yeah. say you can do whatever the most explicit want. song you want you Crime can do her. any yeah any jodeci song it's like oh it's my wife you can yeah. do. You can just straight up do your body's wonderland. Like you don't need. Yeah. You don't need to make it about. You, you know. Don't need to change it. Yeah. I'm talking about my wife. I'm talking about Christ. my wife. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, all right, that'll do it for last week's feedback. There's a lot more where that came from. You just go check it out on the podcast. There's actually a, a disturbing amount where that came from. Yeah, too uh, many. Yeah, way too, too many. many. Um, okay, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. Okay, well, earlier in the show, uh, we you know we brought you the the news, the update, the clip um, of, of an awesome thing that Lecrae and the Reach Records guys did. You know, doing some prison outreach and all that, and how maybe it went a little left when they decided to <laughs> annihilate the inmates on the basketball court. You know what I'm saying? Probably not the intended outcome on that one. Uh, we want to know, hey, if you grew up in the church, you probably had some outreaches. You probably had some evangelism uh, opportunities as a, as a youth group member or something. Uh, we want to know. School. Yeah. Tell, tell us your outreach opportunities, your outreach experiences that maybe had something happen that went a little left, you know, a little <laughs> didn't, didn't, intend, didn't work out. exactly go how y'all intended. Yeah. I, okay. I got to jump in here. I got to tell two stories. Okay. They're Please very do. fast. Yeah. Yeah. One was one of my first time going to Africa to perform. Right. So we're okay. just doing the super shows, adult festivals up in like Cameroon. And this is not that of, long ago. Yeah. No, this is like 2000. Yeah. It's like 2008. Right. Okay. So, okay. so I was out there, I was performing in Cameroon and the guy goes, the guy goes, hey, uh, so why, like, why does, uh, he said, oh, we have to go, we have to go to back to the school and break one of the walls because the American youth group's coming. And I was like, what? He no. goes, yeah, they always want to paint walls. So we just, every year we just go and just destroy the wall at the school because apparently the youth group wants to paint our walls. Their whole idea was like, there's nothing wrong with our school. Oh. It's just this youth group would always, because they they're like, I don't know, they want to paint the wall. They always say, is there a wall to paint? So he's like, all right, well, I guess we got to go destroy one of these walls. Because it's, it's almost like Chip Gaines wants to build, you know, he wants to redo a room. So he's going to have demo day, even though the room is perfectly fine. Yeah. The, room's just, fine. the room's fine. Yeah, they're like, yeah, what do they want? They're like, we got to tear the shellacking out of our room they so were like, like Chip Gaines can put it like, back in. The guy goes, we have no books. There's no books in our school. But the youth group wants to go paint the wall, so we just all right. We'll just, right? Wow! <laughs> I was like, "Oh Lord, That's, that was one of the funniest things I ever heard." I was like, "Yeah, it's like all those mission this. letters and support letters that they sent to yeah. to send them over to their, you know, over to another country to paint a wall at a school could have just been used to purchase books." But right. also, just, there were able-bodied men in that village. I'm sure plenty of people that, that needed paint. employment. That could yeah. have done that yeah. job, and they didn't it. need us to come do it for them. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So tell us about your uh, youth group, or when you were younger, your outreach attempts that maybe didn't go as intended, like the when Lecrae pummeled that poor inmate. the guy he when he disgraced supposed to be leaving. And if you and if you look back, back over your time, all your over all your outreach and your mission trips, and you think oh, I think they all went pretty well, actually, I would encourage you to maybe. Just look a little harder. Think a little <laughs> because I'm, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. But the mission trip to Myrtle Beach, you boardwalk, you did, and and mimed a uh, karate fight between Jesus and the devil. I'm not sure it led yeah. to the revival you think it did. Yeah, yeah. go yeah. find Just, someone that was in the audience right that's now. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. 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 Let's go find an original member of the Set Free crew and see yes. what they think about. <laughs> I bet we could. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> well, many thanks to Ben Higgins for joining us on the show today. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Ben Higgy. 
H-I-G-G-I. Uh, also, thanks to Quip for making the episode possible. Remember, Quip starts at just 25 bucks, And if you go to getquip.com slash relevant right now, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. Go do it. Um, well, guys, we got a flight to catch. Yeah. We, this was a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah. And I'm going to see you. I'm going to see you for lunch tomorrow. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. Light Montana on fire. <laughs> and hopefully not ourselves. Right. This is how Jesse finally ends up on the world's largest floating prison. It <laughs> <laughs> just burns. Arson. He burns down native Wanted reservation. Arson. All right. Yeah. Uh-oh. I have to play in a basketball tournament to reclaim my freedom, which takes me several years. <laughs> at which point I am also constructing a submarine below deck that I will. It's going to wait till you see this movie, guys. It is insane. It is bonkers. It's Game of Thrones complicated. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Tyler Huckabee. I am Propaganda. We will see you on Tuesday. Have a good weekend, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from the Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. Now, I was OG Pimple Popper. Relevant Podcast Network.